Have you ever felt like you were being called to something that you didn't want to do or you didn't feel you were equipped to do or going to be any good at doing? A resounding <laughs> A resounding yes. If the answer yes. is no, feel free to tune out now and find something more interesting. <laughs> if the answer is yes or maybe or hmm, then continue listening. <laughs> Thanks a lot, right? Yeah. Jordan, I was always that weird, obedient kid that if somebody said, wear red shoes, okay, I'll wear red shoes. You know, no question, which that's sometimes considered foolish. But <clears throat> I was the child that, you know, didn't rock the boat. I didn't like discord. I always said, okay, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever the subject called for. I was respectful to my teachers. That's how I was. I also found out as a kid that I was really good at certain subjects like math and science. And I was and I, I had an ability to memorize things. So I started leaning towards the field of law. And when I was in elementary school, I was a good student, went to junior high, good student. High school, I really became interested in looking at law. Um, college, same thing, I was pre-law with a business and finance emphasis. And I, uh, I did an internship with a lawyer. I thought, wow, you know, I not only like it, I'm okay at this. I got good grades and I thought that's the direction I'll go. Applied for law school, got in. So to me, in my brain, in my logic, in my natural reasoning, this is my clear cut path. It's right. kind of easy. It's kind of set. I don't have to ask any questions. And I'm kind of obedient to the path. And then God gave me this detour to marry into a famous family I, I, that one, I really felt like I was unqualified. I could never do it. And for heaven's sake, not being disrespectful at all, but God, what were you thinking? And I did question God. I, I thought I was totally unqualified. I told, thought I was a, a total failure at it. And then to top it off, maybe on television, I, I picked books because books don't talk back. I didn't have to talk to them and they didn't talk back. I, I didn't like this whole public speaking, public thing where people have a public opinion. And I recognized I had a personality that was not for public. <laughs> so what do you do when you find yourself in the middle of a situation where you're unprepared and totally surprised and off track from what you had planned for yourself? My first thought probably for the first time in my entire life was rebellion, disobedience, <gasps> kicking and screaming. I know it was terrible, Jordan. It was awful. I kept telling God, this is a mistake. I don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. You don't want me to do this. Um, I would tell your father and certainly tell your grandfather, y'all are out of your, I, truth. Y'all are crazy people. And you're out of your minds. That was my line. Y'all are crazy people and you're out of your minds. Daisy Osborne, one of the most prophetic um, wonderful women of God, boots on the ground ministry, healing ministry. I've known her for years, right up to the time she went home to be with the Lord, said that to me. And I called her crazy Daisy because I could not believe what these people were saying. I literally thought that they had left the planet and gone to a land called crazy. So and what did you do? I rebelled at first. I really honestly did. I had to seek it out for myself. Nobody could tell me, not your dad, not your grandfather, not Daisy Osborne, nobody. I had to get on my face, literally. I actually physically 
would get on my face before the Lord. I'd stretch out on the floor and I'd cry and say, Lord, um, but I have an education. <laughs> Lord, I paid a lot of money for this education. I gave up a lot. I mean, you couldn't, if you were in some of the classes I was in, you couldn't go out and have fun. Yeah, you sacrificed. Studied. It was a sacrifice. And, and in order to get into law school, you had to have good grades. You had to have good scores. You had to do that. I'm thinking, well, what else could I have been doing if I wasn't sticking my nose in a book? And I really felt the Lord say, if you'll trust me. Oh, that wasn't fair. That wasn't even funny. You know, if you'll trust me, you'll be okay with this. And that was all it was for me. When I really heard the Lord say, this is what I want, and I don't want you to be in rebellion, I became okay with it. So trusting him and accepting what he's called you to do, whether you like it or not, was really the thing that changed yeah. your viewpoint. Yep. How did it, it go after that, once you started doing what he called you to do? Truth, I have looked back on that pathway a couple of times and wondered what, how, okay, this sounds goofy, but I've told you before, I like to read the dictionary. I used to keep the dictionary beside my bed to open it up and look at big new words. I thought that was fun. And, and I will occasionally get out like law books or, or go to the bookstore and buy the newest LSATs and just read the questions. Um, but does it give me the, the fulfillment that I thought it would give me? No. When I see the Lord saying, do this and it works out right, write this and it works out right, say this to somebody and it works out right, nothing the law books could have ever given me as far as satisfaction for me. At first I thought that, and it might work that way for somebody else, but for me, it wasn't about being a lawyer. It wasn't about studying books. And it was, wasn't even about being in the ministry on television. It was about being obedient. And I really had peace with being obedient. Once you accepted what he was calling you to do, did you find yourself ready for it, qualified for it? No. Enjoying it? No and no. It was really, honestly, sometimes it is a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to be obedient. I did find one thing that was really weird. I was really comfortable with it. I could go on other people's television program when they would call me. Now, just like I would do it on our own program, I'd throw up first. But the moment it started and God would fill my words in my mouth, I was very comfortable with it. And even when I would go to speak somewhere, like if there was a, I've spoken before very large audiences. At first, same pattern, I want to go throw up. And that rush of fear comes on me and the thinking of what in the world am I doing? But the moment I step in to obedience, whether it's on television or in the platform, writing a book, um, the moment I step into what I'm supposed to do, there's a calm and a peace about it. Hmm. I've never ever not now anxious or nervous or excited to meet somebody or something like that that's always there i, I don't know if that feeling just that's my own human. personality yeah, will ever leave me that's my nature but the moment i walk into obedience i do have a real calm about it a real peace about it so that's really how you got to be where you are today is accepting it starting it and then working consistently to where now you don't feel all those things anymore, exactly. do you? Exactly. Do you feel like you're still unprepared for what you do? No. And actually, the truth is, I started out in baby steps, and very much thanks to your grandfather, because he knew I was a wreck. I had a bucket next to me when I'd go on television. I'd vomit in a bucket in commercials. And he came to me one time, and he said, I want you to look in the camera. I thought, well, I can do that. And the camera wasn't on, so okay, we're cool. 
And he said, I want you to see a person on the other end of that camera that's hurting. And I want you to talk to that person as though you know Jesus who has the answer. I could do that. And he'd step me step by step. And if I'd mess up, he'd say, let's go try this again. Let's talk about this. For, for a person who wasn't always the most patient man on earth, because he wasn't. He, right. His mind traveled a, a billion miles an hour. He yeah. just he was always creating something. When he saw that God was in it, he was very patient, and he was a great teacher. He was a golfer, and he was a very patient teacher, and he was very patient with people on the golf course. When he knew... Outside that, of that? Outside <laughs> Not so much. You wouldn't give them a nickel for patience. And we, we used to say, patience is a virtue, and you can finish that any way you want to. But the truth is, when he saw that God was in it, he would walk you through it. And, and I do believe I had good teachers. Yeah. I really did. I had mentors and teachers. Same with your dad. Um, when I was on television, I was feeling like a total, um, I don't know what the word is, just incompetent. Your dad was the same way. Let's walk through this. So even though you didn't feel like you were equipped to do it and you didn't want to do it, once you started accepting that, you started feeling more equipped. You started feeling like, hey, I can do this. It's interesting because you use the word feel. You, know, you don't always start out feeling like you won the race. You don't always start, and you might lose 67 races before you win the big one, you know. Um, you don't always feel it. Obedience sometimes is just that word. It's obedience. It's not how you feel or you don't feel. Sometimes it's obedience. By stepping out in, be, in obedience, I began to feel good about it. Right. And so it, it, it was first stepping out on thin air. And the only thing I stood on was the word obedience. But then as I went on, I began to feel better about it. Yeah. And as you started stepping into what God had called you to do, he started equipping you in the ways yes. you felt you needed Yes. so that you were ready to take it on. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm a big preparer. I may have made that word up. But um, I prepare for things. If I mm -hmm. know that someone wants me to speak on a certain topic, I'll study it, I'll research it, I'll pick it apart, I'll use the dictionary, I'll use the Bible dictionary. I am a pretty good student and preparer, and I'm still mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. But, but I try to be prepared, like if I'm going on someone's program, I try to be prepared of asking them, what do you want? What do you expect of me? How long do you want me to talk? Will this be long? Will this be short? Am I allowed to do this? Am I not allowed to do that? What do you expect of me? And then mm -hmm. I try to study the person themselves as in, you know, don't be surprised if they ask or do this. Right. And so I like to prepare, but at the same time, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, because you've because you stepped into what God's called mm -hmm. you to do, and he's given you the tools to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and I've been to many, many countries. And if I'm in an office where there's a president, if I'm in a company where there's a president, or if I'm in an office, or if I'm out on the street and someone taps me on the shoulder and they're total strangers and I didn't expect it, I think that God allows his anointing to handle the situation. Yeah. It's never, I, I don't see anyone any different than any other one. I don't see the situation. I don't see, you know, for this cause of the cause of Christ, I bow my knee. It's, it's so, so many years ago, stop being about me. 40 years ago, at least, maybe more than that, stop being mm -hmm. about me. And when I made it about him, then it's God's responsibility to help me through this. Well, that's really the bottom line is he'll, if he's calling you outside of your comfort zone, he will take care of the rest. He'll handle I it and, and you'll feel fulfilled with it. So don't be afraid to step outside the zone.
The water's cold, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> It'll warm up on the way. <laughs> Step outside the zone. I like Step that. Step outside the zone. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this has been an eye-opening experience into sometimes you don't want to do things, but if God's called you to do it, it's worth the trip. That's really the bottom Amen. line. Do Be obedient to what he's calling you to do, and he'll help you, and he'll make it happen for you. Thanks for tuning in today. Subscribe so you don't miss anything, and we'll see you next time. This Place for Miracles podcast is supported by the donations of the friends and partners of Oral Roberts Ministries. If you'd like to support this or other outreaches of this ministry, please go to oralroberts.com. We believe that when you give to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, your giving will be abundantly multiplied back to you according to God's word in Luke 6:38.